Hello again and welcome to another episode, episode 11 of Home is Where Hallmark is. I am Elizabeth Lisi. I'm here with the wonderful Amber Teasley. Are uh, listening to us on ChairShot Radio, which is available via ChairShot.com, where you get all your other podcasts. Podcasts, forgive me. I am a little bit out of it today. I've been sick the last few days um, with some uh, vaccine side effects. That's not a political statement on the vaccine. It's just the wonderful truth. <laughs> um, so we are going to get caught up with week two, because we still have to review a Christmas sale. And then we'll be reviewing week three and previewing week four. And we finally started Hallmark Bingo, which I'm very excited about. As far as I know, there's no real news out there. I haven't seen anything interesting or slightly scandalous. Have you? No, I haven't seen anything. I've seen a lot of stuff on Instagram about, um, and on Twitter, about Open by Christmas. Um, people are look like they're really, really excited about, um, now I can't think, why the heck is my brain today? It is, that's actually on now as we're recording. It's 8.54, so the first hour is over. It's October, it's not October, it's still number what, November 12th? November 12th. So that one has premiered tonight. We're going to preview it for you in a second. And it's been hyped up for a couple of months. Oh, well, a couple of months now. Because yeah, it's got Brennan Elliott in it and um, Alison oh Sweeney. Who, yes. Who all are, I can think of, because I was talking to my mom, all I can think of is her, it was, she's Sammy from Sammy. Days of Our Lives. Because she asked me, she's like, are you going to do the Sammy one? And I now I can't, I couldn't even think of her name. I know her name better than I do the characters she plays. <laughs> I know they are they are of course two Hallmark staples. Um he's been in over a dozen. She's been in I don't know, I wanna say at least that many. Of course they did. They she has um she was in Time she has Peter. A mystery series. She's got that whole did she do the Aurora Tea Garden series? No, isn't that Candid Candace? Candace is Aurora. She's um, Hannah. She's Hannah Swenson in the baking ones. Don't get me started oh. on those because I, I read the books. Um, he's, of course, I mean, we could we could do a whole hour just talking about their movies. Um, but they really hyped theirs up in the, in the beginning by, oh, who am I working with? Who am I working with? And people were like, oh, it's and Wes. Is, not Wes, sorry. Oh, my God, don't kill me, people. Brennan is, of course, one of their most beloved Hallmark hunks. Hallmark yes, actor. Definitely. I think I've seen almost everything um, he's been in. But Open by Christmas is about Nikki, who's played by Allison. She discovers a card given to her in high school, which is also really becoming another recurring theme. Everybody lately has been finding these cards and letters that they never got. Yeah. Right? We just, we, it, next stop, Christmas, we're going to see that. A um, couple of a couple of others. Um, so anyway, she's helping her parents move, and as they're packing, she finds a letter that's written to her in high school that she never received. It's from a secret admirer, and it confides the true emotions. So her best friend Simone, played by Erica Durance, who is um, Lois from Smallville, and I think she was on uh, also on Saving Hope. Uh, she embarks on a quest to find and thank the anonymous author. Of course, there's two people, gentlemen, it could be, but we all know who it's going to be. Oh, uh, of also, course. 
<laughs> and then there's a great subplot. You know, a lot of times the best friend has like this kind of like side plot that, you know, doesn't really go anywhere or just like the laughs or whatever. But Simone actually has a pretty decent one where as a single mother, she feels like she's losing touch with her teenage son and she's actually planning to remarry. And the two of them, aside from solving the mystery of who wrote this note and Nikki falling in love with um, the character played by Brennan, whose name I'm not sure for the show, um, but I'll find out in a second. They help each other find answers to their past and present and I'm reading this verbatim, all kindled through the special bond that has made them lifelong sisters. So Nikki, of course, is played by Allison Sweeney. Um, she was in Learn As She Baked and the Chronicle Mysteries and like 10,000 others. Um, excuse me, this Erica has been in uh, The Enchanted Christmas Cake on Lifetime. That's It's going to be in that that hasn't aired yet. And Wes, why do I keep calling him Wes? Oh my God, I'm like obsessed with Wes. Brennan, oh, he plays Derek, fan favorite. Elliot, um, has started over a dozen films for the network, including last year's Christmas in Vienna. I think that's one of the only ones that I might not have seen. He, of course, was in the All My Heart trilogy movies with Lacey, which I loved, and the crossword puzzle mysteries. So those are our top three actors on this. Now listen, if you didn't see this tonight, and, oh, well, on the on the 12th and you forgot to set your DVR, don't worry, because it's going to be on seven more times. The 17th, the 26th, the 1st, the 10th, the 14th, the 20th, and the 26th. So they're really, <laughs> they're really pushing this one. Yeah, that reminds me, I probably need to check and make sure they're recording. <laughs> I said it before. But yeah, Twitter is blowing up about this one because people have just really been looking forward to seeing these the two of them together. And then I guess that that one comes on Open by Christmas is tonight, tonight so that's um, Friday, 8 p.m., 11, 12. Uh, and then we have My Christmas Family Tree, which is Saturday, November 13th on the regular Hallmark Channel at 8 p.m. I, um, I have a few things to say about this one, but give us the preview, I guess. Um, the little blurb um, here says, when Vanessa receives the results from her family tree DNA test, she discovers a family she didn't know existed and travels to their hometown for Christmas. Um, it stars Amy T. Garden as Vanessa, Andrew mm -hmm. Walker as Christopher, and James Tuper as Richard. This is like her third Hallmark film. But she also played Nikki on the ranch. She played in Starcross. She played in Scream 4. And she was Julie in Friday Night Lights. And then, of course, Andrew Walker. How many movies another, do you think he's been in? So many. He's another one of the, of the beloved ones. This so his 20th Hallmark really? movie. Yes. Wow. Wow. His 20th. That's amazing. Let me say this. So there was another one with DNA. Well, I think it was from last year that I just started a few weeks ago called Love Lights and Hanukkah. Saw Ben Savage and a really great cast. And my, my head is really, really foggy tonight, so forgive me. Um, the, the lady who played the mother, she's very well known, but I'm, I'm blanking on her. I don't have the energy to look it up. Anyway, it was a really good cast. So it was a similar thing. She was, she did a D, her mother died. She did a DNA test. She found that she had relatives in the area. It turns out that the lady was a mother. She had her 
um, you know, young and whatever, gave her up for adoption and met her husband married, whatever. <coughs> ben Savage was delightful in that. And that one was really good. It was really, it was very nice. This one, I have a feeling. Did you see the preview where she gets a phone call and it's been like, and I'm like, oh, by the way, we made a mistake. Yes, I, I did a, see that. I have a feeling, and I hope I'm wrong, that like, she's feeling drawn to like Andrew Walker's character. And but of course they're like related, and then they find out they're not related. Doesn't it see? Is that the vibe I you're getting from it? I'm, I'm pretty or sure. Have I watched, like, what's gonna happen? Have I watched too many soap operas? Well, I mean, it's the whole. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched or read the um, Shadow Hunters series. Mm-mm. Um, but during the first like entire season in the first book you think that like he's just this random guy that she's hanging Mm -hmm. out with and then you come to find out it's actually her brother and they've actually kissed so then it becomes like a whole thing but then you actually find out he's not really her brother so luke and leia although they were brother and sister It's just it's if if that's where they're going with this, it's really weird for a Hallmark Hallmark movie. Very weird. Very weird. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm thinking that's probably what it is too. That's the feeling I would get. Now, I also feel like I'm gonna like this one. Um, I don't know. I, I think I'm gonna like it, but the ones that I thought I'm going to like, um. I haven't necessarily liked as well as I thought I was going to. And the ones I didn't think I was going to like at all, I mm-hmm. ended up really liking. Um, but, yeah, this the James Tooper, I guess he plays Richard. That's her. Um, that's I'm assuming that's the guy that's playing her father. Right. Um, this is his ninth Hallmark film. It was also Andrew in A Million Little Things and Nathan in Big Little Lies. He was in a lot, when I looked it up, he was in a lot of older Hallmark movies, like back when it was mm-hmm. like the Sunday night thing on the regular channel. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I don't know, I think it'll be good. So then I guess that brings us to um, Holiday and Home. Yes, a holiday and home on Sunday at 8. So this movie has, for some reason, barely been publicized. And people are really talking about the fact that if you want to see the the trailer, like, you need to go seek it out online. I have not, I mean, I have Walmart on almost all day, and I can't tell you if I have ever seen or heard the um the trailer for this this one stars olivia washington who's um was in mahalia sorry for your loss and, and mr robot as a guest star actually but this is about a big jet setter um sorry she's a corporate fixer which is something i always like to see in these movies um named jasmine carter and she's envisioning spending her um, Christmas holiday in the Virgin Islands, but her grandmother, played by Tina Lifford, 
injures herself on the first day of Holland's annual Christmas Jamboree, which I need to Google and see if this is actually a thing because I've never heard of it. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm just saying I've never heard of it. Um, sorry. So we've seen this one a few times too in the last. Yeah, I think the one one last week where they Christmas in Harmony when they they came back and did the play together. Yeah, that and the fact you know going home to take care of somebody. So her grandmother gets hurt. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. She's avoided coming home for years. So excuse me. I'm so sorry. She um, extends her visit to take over the week. Uh, long event and she basically feels like a fish out of water in her home hometown because it's been so long and she's kind of changed from um, the area but as any good grandmother is in these movies she's up to some matchmaking matchmaking mayhem and she teams jasmine with her child best, childhood best friend caleb who's played by will adams um who's a ho- hardware store owner and a furniture restorer and shocking Always, Jasmine's always been the one he loved and wanted to be with. So they have a lot of differences to work through. She has to slow down and deal with her past. He needs to embrace change and think of his future. That sounds very <laughs> familiar, but it sounds cute. I want to say it. Um, this was actually filmed in Connecticut. So let me ask you this. Why was it filmed in Connecticut? We're not that far from Connecticut. How the hell are they going to do Harlem? And this is not saying anything bad about Harlem, because Harlem's actually a really nice area. Um, in Connecticut. Maybe they felt I, like they couldn't control like the outside environment. I don't even know what to say to that. I mean, like, what I'm saying is, like, a lot of noise, maybe. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like... Mm-hmm. In Connecticut, they could probably shut down like five blocks. No, nope. <laughs> you're not gonna get a lot of blowback. But in we, Harlem, if I'm not mistaken, we, you're actually in New York, right? Yes, it's the up uptown in Manhattan. But and I don't mean to say that like condescendingly, but they shoot stuff here, big budget movies here all the time. They can shut down blocks. It's just ridiculous for me to think that Hallmark shot a movie about Harlem in Connecticut because they want to most likely whitewash it. They want to make it look nicer than it is, but there's some beautiful areas in Harlem. What we're going to say, you're probably not going to find an actual Harlem. And I don't mean that in a bad way because it's actually this beautiful architecture up there, historical architecture. Harlem's not what people actually think it is, you know? So I'll just be curious. I was thinking maybe they couldn't have, like, maybe budget-wise. I don't know. It's the only thing I, mean, I can think just, of. It's just funny that it's in Connecticut. It's like literally a train, ninety minute, ninety minute train ride, train right away. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing this one. Um, I mean, it has some classic, classic themes in there. But I'm very, especially looking for this one's on uh, Sunday, November fourteenth at eight, eight o'clock on the regular Hallmark Channel. So I do love a scheming uh, grandmother matchmaker. So yeah, interesting you gotta love a, a, oh, she's the daughter of she's the daughter of Denzel Washington. Which one? The main a- actress? Well, not the grandmother. Yeah, the main actress. 
Well, I don't Olivia. know. I could have been the supporting actress. I don't know. Don't be laughing at me. Let me see what Will Adams has been in. Hold on. Listen, I'm, I'm like laughing at me. I'm so looped up, so I don't even know what to do. Will Adams, he's a cutie. Oh, look how light skinned he is. Uh-huh. On this webpage, it doesn't give me anything about him. So, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing this one, mainly because I want to see how they portray um, Harlem in Connecticut. I don't know. I mean, isn't it more like royal, or it's not, I meant urban? No, like that's the thing. It's Yeah, but if you're going to portray Harlem, then it should look like Harlem. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you're having the same problem that I was having with the one from last I week. Know. I was, I was just going to say. It was from can't. West Virginia, and it looked nothing like West Virginia. I know. I was just going to say, you can't judge me because you were boycotting that movie. I didn't boycott it. I just said it was hard for me to get into it because it wasn't anything like it really was. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Oh, wait, hold on. I actually see a trailer for it. Let me see this. Let me see this. I don't know if it'll play through my earphones. What are you... You found it. What is it? USAA is made with the same pilots. Uh, like Sergeant Hayes. Uh, we won't return to the mute call. The I'm trying to mute it. I just want to see the... The, um... Of course, you gotta go through these dumbass ads. And then we can move on to the... Thing. The next one. Yeah, because I think that was. Okay, this is acceptable so far. Okay. Oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, sweet Jesus. Okay, well, I'll reserve judgment. It looks like a really cute movie, so I'll reserve judgment. Reserve judgment. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then You're the up. last... Yeah, the last one we have is Saturday, November 13th at 10 p.m. on the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Actually kind of looking forward to this because um, it's about two music managers that must put their history aside to oversee the televised union reunion performance of their rock star fathers with a fractured past. Starring this one is Peter Gallagher. 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 <laughs> As Mike, which anybody that knows me knows that I'm a huge OC fan and he played Sandy Cohen. Um, so I love this man. I love um, you, Peter Gallagher. So go tell Jason, and you go up here. We have something else in common, and you can regret <laughs> introducing us even more. I love um, him. I've Peter always Gallagher. loved him. Love, 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 love him. Um, he also played Mitch on Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Um, and then Bruce Campbell is playing Steve. This is his mm-hmm. first Hallmark movie, and uh, which my husband probably knows who he is because he's been in a lot of horror movies. He was also yeah, in Ash versus Evil Dead, and then he was in the regular Evil Dead movies. Mm-hmm. And then Eloise Mumford play is Quinn. I think Eloise plays Peter Gallagher's daughter, and then the Brett Dalton 
who plays Jason, is Bruce Campbell's son. So, but Eloise Mumford, this is her fifth Hallmark movie. She was in Christmas with Holly, the one I like really well. Um, and just in time for Christmas, she was also Hope on Chicago Fire, and she played Kate in the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy. Um, Brett Dalton is Jason. This is his fourth Hallmark movie. He played Lieutenant Jason Pelham in Chicago Fire and also played Grant in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which you might know who he is. I did not. Mm -hmm. Um, The only reason why I knew who he was is because his run on Chicago Fire, he's playing right now. (laughs) Like his episodes are playing right now, so that's how I knew who he was. Um, But I really like her. And I'm a huge fan of Peter Gallagher. Gallagher, I can't talk today. So I'm like really looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be really good. And from mm-hmm. the previews, what I'm seeing is um, Peter Gallagher's uh, character. I guess he's kind of put himself like in like a reclusive state. Like he's been like just being in the house. He hasn't left for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're trying to get him and Steve back together to do a performance. And then One December Night is what it's called. That is one of the songs. That's the song. There's something about that song that's broke up uh, their partnership. Um, in one of the previews, it shows uh, Mike stating that... Uh, he will never play that song again because that song ruined his life. So I don't know exactly what happened, but I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, no, that one looks like a good one. I want to see that. I mean, I'm going to see it anyway, but it has some like, it seems, I mean, it has a lot of themes that we're used to. Um, and we've been seeing a lot of musicians and rock famous people and, and whatnot, but. I think it's it going to be a little different. Different. It gives it a nice twist. Yeah. And then I guess that will bring us to our bingo cards. Bingo. Okay. Well, this is actually, you do yours first if you don't mind, because mine will be the lead into a Christmas sale. Okay. Um, I did my Hallmark bingo on the Christmas treasure, which is shortly. <laughs> And it took, actually took me one minute, one hour and 29 minutes to get it. And, um, of course, I got it by the free space and then decorating a Christmas tree. It's snowing, random crafty skills, and small town Christmas events. And surprisingly enough, I'm surprised it took me almost 90 minutes to actually get bingo. It was really what? a lot harder than what I thought. Well, you know what? Let me. So you used one of the cards I sent you. Yes. Okay. So I did. I scrolled through a bunch of cards, and I tried to pick ones that weren't like have all the normal stuff on it. You know what I mean? Like all the easy stuff on it. So I did try to pick cards that were harder. What movie did you do again? A Christmas Treasure. Oh, Christmas Treasure. And what else did? What other spaces did you? Um, the other spaces that I got, but it didn't do anything, was making a family recipe, hot cocoa, mm-hmm. uh, small town, um, Christmas shopping, Carol is singing, mm-hmm. um, twinkle lights, and me and my husband had an argument on what twinkle lights were. Main mm-hmm. character can't stay in town for long, 
and unexpectedly running into the love interest. And he told me I couldn't have that one, but I took it anyways because I feel like they were the love interest and they ran into each other all the time. God, Jesus. He's too much. He gets so, like, he's so particular about things. He told me twinkle lights had to be blinking. Really? So yeah. Twinkle, he said they had to blink. They weren't twinkle lights if they didn't blink. Twinkle and I lights said, are... any lights, any twinkle lights, to me, in all lights, all Christmas lights that are on a strand that are those little tiny lights that look like thing are considered twinkle lights, but... Mm-hmm. Maybe Twitter or Instagram can let us know what their opinion of what twinkle lights are. So we can settle the score. <laughs> yes. Yes, I can. Me and Liz both felt that the twinkle lights were just Christmas lights. But let me Google it. I'm going to Google it. Twinkle lights. I, I mean, I very well could be wrong, but. Eh, it's our show. <laughs> I'm a, it's our show, we're right. Nobody else. Just because you thought of it. <laughs> oh, it does say the things blink on off. I don't care. So. <laughs> but technically, technically, all lights are single lights. Because if you buy a, ba- a box of lights, mm-hmm. and I know this because my mother has taught me that if you put the one that has the red top in, on the lights, they will blink off and on. So every mm-hmm. single strands of lights that you can buy from the store, you can turn into twinkle lights. So we, ha- my brother, bought the most amazing tree on Amazon a couple of years ago, and it's pre-lit, and it's like being in a rave, right? <laughs> it has you can't put a different star on top because it has a star attached to it, but that's fine, and the star lights up too, but like. I like to go outside sometimes at night when it's up and because we have a, we have a wall of windows um, and see like if you can see but my neighbors have told me like you could even we have like a little small skylight you can even see through the skylight and you can set it there's a thingy there's like a button a little a little box whatever like in the base of the, in the tree you have to like find it or whatever but he usually presses through it and we find the one we like and it just it rotates and the colors change it's like being in a disco it's oh, fabulous. That's really cool. Yeah, and last year when mommy wasn't um, feeling very well, I had lights strung across her room a lot, and I, I would put them on at night. And I had this, and they all changed colors. You know, like they wouldn't blink, because that would like she loved loved the Christmas tree, but um, in the room she didn't like them like blinking above her. But I could like they changed color, so you Aww. could have them do like you can set what color you wanted. So actually, I might do. I don't know if I'm gonna decorate this year. But Really, really, really old-fashioned. So um, ever since me and my husband got married, we go and get a real tree. And tomorrow, which I'm really, really excited, we're going to go tag our tree. Which I which had to one? explain. Anybody who's listening to this, I had to explain what tagging a tree to Liz meant. <laughs> I mean, so I sent her a text, and I'm like, I can't record tomorrow because, you know. We're tagging our tree tomorrow, and she's like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> yeah, well, so for no, you guys, yeah. it's curious what it means. Is basically, we go out and we go to this Christmas tree car, and we've been going at since the last. I think this is our fifth year, and um, we go out and we traipse through the Christmas trees, 
on the actual farm. And we find the one we want and we tag it with our name. And then we take it back to the office and pay for it. And then we tell them when we're going to pick it up. And then the day we pick it up, they go out that morning, freshly cut it. And then we show up, we give them our thing, they put the tree on top, and we go. That's really cool. I'm sure there are Christmas tree farms in Connecticut, other parts of New York. I mean, the city, we obviously. To Hallmark, there's yeah. lots of Christmas tree farms. Up there. In New York, not in the city. No, but in that in New England. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, so I'm saying in other parts of the air upstate, I'm sure, Connecticut, Maine, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, hell, they could probably be one in New Jersey for all I know. But, I mean, I'm sure people maybe, like, drive to them or whatever, but we have Christmas tree lots, lots and lots and lots and places that sell Christmas trees, but we've always had artificial trees. So. Uh, it was a toss-up when I was a kid. One year we would get one, one year we would get one that wasn't, um, and then depending on what kind of tree we got. Um, but um, my, my sister, Francesca, they have their, once it's going to be up before, it's how Christmas tree is going up. I think our Christmas tree is going up this weekend. They love to decorate for Christmas and they decorate beautifully. Um, I think it's going up this weekend. It'll be up when we get down there for Thanksgiving. So her tree is, I mean, it's artificial before I get to my bingo. And they spent, I mean, it's a high quality Christmas tree. And it's old for a Christmas tree. And this thing is like pristine. It's amazing. They have one of the most beautiful trees every year that I've ever seen. I have to send you a picture of it. So I think right, it yeah, be that's like, the major benefit of artificials is they're a lot, you know, prettier than real ones. Sometimes. Just yeah. a real one because it's a different tree every year. Right. I mean, I probably paid a lot of money that I probably shouldn't have. I could bought a really nice official one, but excuse me. Okay. So okay. So a Christmas sale, which we didn't review last week, um, because I had not watched it, and that's why we're a little thrown off this week because we were still catching up on some things. It's been a crazy week. So <coughs> excuse me. I was watching that today, and um, I'm also watching wrestling at the moment, and Jinder's on. I love Jinder. Random, but what can I tell you? So I did a um I did it during a Christmas sale and it took me about 90 minutes to get bingo. Because like I said, I tried to pick cards that didn't have like all the obvious stuff on them, you know, like the easy things. So yeah. I got it. I also used um an old flame for your PS because let's face it, they were. Um making a family recipe because he made the spaghetti, right? Um yeah. they drank they drank cocoa multiple times. So I I did cheat, right? I put um, a small town business is in trouble, but the house was in trouble. So it was the same thing, you know? Oh, the same thing. I'll give you that one. And de- Jason won it. And decorating um, a Christmas tree. So, but I also had main character, lost a parent, small town, flashback to childhood, random crafty skills, somebody was knitting, twinkle lights, cozy sweaters, small town Christmas events, a character that doesn't like Christmas, unexpectedly running into the love interest, and main character can't stay in town for long. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, I shouldn't have um, taken it, but it was the same. It's the same. It's the same concept. Something needs to be saved. 
for me anyway. I know that's a little cheaty, McCheaty, but <laughs> it is. Just don't tell the 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 bingo police. Yeah, that's not. Let's just tell the bingo police. Um, so a Christmas sale was actually on in the second week of a countdown to Christmas. It started. It started. I'm sorry. It starred uh, Terry O'Gwyn, Katie Sackhoff, and um, Peter Sang. I don't know how to say his um, say his say his name. She has been in so much stuff. She's actually um, very huge in the Star Wars world. She voiced um, in the Clone Wars. She voiced uh, Bo Katan and actually premiered that character as live action in season two of The Mandalorian. Two rave fan reviews. They were extremely excited. But she's been in NCIS. I mean, sorry, CSI, Nip and Tuck. She's famous for Battlestar Galactica. So, and she does um, voice acting. And we'll get to Terry and Peters in a moment. So she plays Liz Darling, one of Hallmark's favorite last names. But as an Andy Griffith fan, I always chuckle. Yes, people, I watch the Andy Griffith show religiously. <coughs> There's a famous family in there called the Darlings. So anytime somebody in another show has that, I just can't think of them. And they're like these real like mountain people. It's hysterical. Doesn't mean anything. So it kicks <laughs> off with, if you have to, I have to send you a clip of them. You'll understand how I'm laughing. I like to think of everybody as being like descendants from them. Um, it starts off with a flashback to, to the 90s where a young teenager is and her friend Luke are helping her parents get their boat together. Her parents work together for the Christmas light parade. Then, um, and it makes a point to say that Luke is like family to them as they take a picture. And then flash forward to the present. She is divorced. I actually thought she was widowed, but they mentioned like way later in the movie that they're divorced. Um, she's something in hospitality. I guess she runs a really fancy hotel. And after the death of her mother, she's estranged from her father. And hasn't been home in some time, but gets a call that he was hurt when he saved a little girl from being uh, knocked down by a falling Christmas tree. So she goes home, and he's very grumpy and very disinterested in anything, which, you know, one can understand. He was a teacher. He stopped teaching to take care of his wife. And, you know, I guess he's in some depression, doesn't really know what to do with himself anymore. And the two drifted apart because in Hallmark's most famous thing, nobody communicates. No, nobody communicates. And turns out what? That the bank is going to foreclose on the house. Yes. And she decides, she had thought that the father sold the boat, but it turns out that he never sold it. He just couldn't face dealing with the boat anymore because the mother loved it so much. And so she decides to enter the boat into the parade because now there's a $25,000 prize for it, which is something that they've just started in the last few years. And of course, Luke, Luke, poor Luke, the whole town's trying to set him up with anybody. Oh, like yeah. Every, anytime somebody sees Luke, they're like, oh, my cousin's fiance's brother in law's wife, you know, has, you know, whatever. They just want to see him with um 
with someone. I don't know. I really felt bad for these characters. It's a really crappy thing. Because at the beginning, you find out that their house burned down. They're living right. in the hotel. And she's waiting for mm-hmm. the insurance money to come out. Then mm-hmm. she goes home. Finds out that dad's losing his house. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's really crappy. I mean, yeah. bad luck. It really was. But one thing I liked about it is that they all approached it seriously and logically without a ton of what homework sometimes does over drama. Do you know what I mean? Like, she tried, Liz tried to approach everything, you know, logically for the most part and, and whatnot. Was it, she didn't have, most of the times when a person on homework comes home and finds out such and such is going on, they have a temper tantrum. You know? And they have a temper tantrum. Oh, you know, yeah. They all get a little, like, bone out of shape and, and everything, which, of course, you can understand. But I just thought this was, like, a very easy one. I thought it was going to be super depressing, first of all. But I think many people can actually relate to this one. Maybe not so much the going home and falling in love with the kid you grew up with, the guy you grew up with, but other aspects of it. You know, I think it was just very well acted and much better paced than some of the others. I I, I agree. I liked it. Um, I did not, because there was not, when, when, I, when we went to preview this one, I noticed there wasn't a whole lot of stuff on it. There was like probably just the, like this trailer or whatever. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I don't think I'm really going to like this one that well. And then about 45 minutes in, I was like, I really like this one. Um, I liked the two main, the two main characters, the, the dad, even though he was very, you know, he did kind of in a way ruin Christmas for his daughter and everything, but mm-hmm. I still liked him. I wasn't like angry with him. I still liked him. And I, I liked he- her. And she wasn't, even though like they lost their house in a fire and all this stuff, she wasn't woe is me. Mm-hmm. She was very strong. Right. That's that's what I was trying to say. That there wasn't the temper tantrums, there wasn't the over, you know, dramatics. Not not saying that that wouldn't have been understandable, but <coughs> I think the father was just kind of like lonely and and resigned to the fact, you know, of everything. He didn't know what to do with himself and felt like he was in over his head, you know. And a lot of people just think, okay, well, there's nothing, you know. They just when things like that happen, people just kind of get like, well. Okay, if I don't pay attention to it, it's just gonna go away. I think that's very realistic, you know, in um in a sense. And he did he was um like when um Liz, Liz said to him, like, Oh, you know, your granddaughter was starting to do trying to do something nice for you and whatnot, he did, you know, quickly come around and realize, Oh hey, you know, I don't wanna ruin this, you know, for her. And when they spoke they spoke like adults. It wasn't yes, tears and accusations and all sorts of nonsense. And I also kind of felt like, like Grandpa, kind of had a thing for the dessert lady. Like I'm right? pretty sure that 
that was going to be a thing. And I'm there for that. Like, that was, mm-hmm. I love that. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> I like um, both of those characters. I like how she's right. just kind of thrown in there with them. Um, right. She was, you know, outside the family, but they've brought her in because of how much she has done for, you know. Right. And they they knew her, I guess, because she was supposed to be the same woman that was in the beginning clip. That yes. gave her, yeah. So, like, they had a long history, a long friendship that was there. And she definitely had a thing um, um, thing for him. And when he said to her, oh, would you like to stay for dinner? How adorable was that? Yeah, you know? it was very adorable. I love them a lot. And then they, at the end, they mirrored the beginning where they want to take a picture. And they're like, in the beginning, they said to Luke, oh, you know, she said family, you know, come in the picture. And then they say that to her. So that was like how they bookend that was really cute. I liked it way more than I thought I would. Because I remember you telling me, no, no, you're going to like this one. No, no, you're going to like this one. And I was like, eh. You know, I, I expected um, a lot of cranky people. And they weren't. It was very well. I think they had a good script. They had good actors. And I just liked it a lot. I even loved the little girl. I thought she was awesome. Um, yeah, she was cool. I really liked him. Um, was his name Luke? I really liked him a lot. Um, I liked his character, you know, and I liked how at the end they just decided, you know, they didn't know where they were going to live. She's going to live there, here, or there, when they were going to come back, whatever. But they were mm-hmm. just decided they were just going to make it work. Right. Right. At first, you were like, oh no. I mean, you knew they were going to get together. Very realistic. Very it realistic. Was like, this home is very realistic. Excuse me. And you're starting to see it more and more in them. Sorry, I just got to be with like really bad dizziness. Um, starting to see it more and more in the Hallmark movies where you don't have to pick one or the other. You know, they're like, okay, we can, you know, figure this out. Yes. You know, yes she like to, he doesn't have to move, at least not right now. He doesn't have to move, she doesn't have to move. They don't have to pick one or or the other, which was which was good. So out of ten, what would you give it? Uh, I would give it a solid eight. Um, I liked it a yeah. lot. Only reason why I'm not gonna give it a ten is just um I, I don't know, I kinda of felt like it was missing a little bit, but um I, I really liked it. And um, I'd give it an eight, eight, uh, eight and a half to eight and a half. I'll say eight and a half. Um, so I think I'm, I'm gonna guess. I actually want to give it a nine because I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very well paced and very well edited compared to some. Not that I'm some great, you know, knowledgeable person on that, but I actually don't think it had enough with the couple. I agree with you, and that's probably why I'm gonna say that it was probably an eight. I yeah, felt like so- there was a little more. Before we move on, Peter has been on a ton of stuff. Arrow, Kim Possible, he was a voice. Um, Flash, played the same character as Arrow. Firefly Lane, um, Virgin River, he plays Todd, you know, which is probably where I most recognize him from other than Arrow and Flash. So he's also been all over um, as well. I just wanted to get that out there. I didn't look up um, the other ones. Okay, so that's going to bring us to... Gingerbread Miracle. This one, I think you did the preview. I don't have the. 
I make up the preview as I, as I go along. You're very organized. You write it out. You have pages of notes. I make it up as I, I go along. I have to get organized. I don't have notes. <laughs> this, this one started Merritt um, Patterson and John Michael Ecker as the two leads. So she it starts with a baking montage, which we're all here for that. And she plays Maya, who has moved back with her parents over the last two years. Now, this, like, you kind of, like, to me, like, wink and nod at it because it is made out to be, like, oh, she moved home because she got a divorce and a career change and whatnot. But a lot of people, a lot of families move back in together during COVID, you know? So, yeah. I think I think it also plays, in, um, plays into that. So, they're two old friends from high school. Uh, who worked together over Christmas to save his uncle's Mexican bakery, which is famous for its magical gingerbread cookies that Grant wishes. So she had moved back in with her parents, and her parents are starting an event planning business and tell her that Lewis, the owner of the bakery, is selling. Um, And she goes to talk to the bakery owner, and he makes her this beautiful red briefcase cookie that she of course makes a wish on and even though she's a different type of lawyer I don't know what type of lawyer is she takes on the EXs her because they're big family, old family friends to take on the you know I think she's a contract lawyer contract lawyer to get the business's affairs and orders because he's just he's not it's not it's not losing business it's not in danger or anything with that he's just kind of tired and ready to move on after his wife died um his nephew, Alex, is also a lawyer, and he comes home on Christmas when he finds out this news and insists on helping Alex. And they're old friends and, of course, old kind of flames. I don't think he, later on, I think we find out that he never admitted it to her um, or whatnot. And you think you're going to get a... Um, love triangle but you really really don't when so this was my favorite thing alex was petty as fuck uh you know they start to work together to get the affairs of the bakery in order and start reconnecting and doing different things together and they have buyers come in and whatnot and he has a problem with every single one of them with the most dumbass reasons whatsoever he he's probably one of the most snarky semi-sarcastic, slightly condescending, completely realistic and adorable character we've had on Homework in a long time. He's like that other dude. Was on Open by or was uh, You, Me, and the Christmas Trees. What's his name? No, I don't know. Lucky I know my name right now. He's 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 one of them. Yeah, but I agree. He is very petty. Yeah, I love and, it. Like, you could tell he just wanted to, like... He wasn't happy being a lawyer. He wanted to cook, which ultimately... He ends up taking over the... And everybody who wishes on the gingerbread, they wish in some way. comes true. So, even on the ones that he made. So, that was really... That was cute. Um, I liked the the, um, the Mexican Christmas brought in. You know, the difference. Ooh, that's um, what I want. I love that part that, that showed you the difference. You know, and a lot of the Mexican traditions when it comes to Christmas. I really like that. I thought it was very enjoyable. I'm glad you said that, Ams, because, you know, they've been trying to give us Korean and different 
you know, backgrounds, but I think this is the first one where we really saw it, you know, not just in words being said, you know, or some noodles on the, on the screen for a Korean dish. If they really tried to show it and explain it and immerse the characters in it. It was very well done. It was very well done. Of course, ultimately at the end, he, she finds out that he's always been, she's adamant that they can't be together. How did you feel about that? Uh, I don't know. I didn't, I liked her. I liked that, her character. I did too. I did too. I thought they were good. And I liked at the end how the Swiss sisters switched. Or originally it was Alex who was going to leave and the sister who was going to stay and the sister got an opportunity with her photography. And so yeah. she stayed and then Alex bought the uh, restaurant because he was giving up being a lawyer to run the restaurant. I thought this one was really cute. I thought it was an easy watch. Yeah, I, I liked it. I didn't like it as much as I liked the Christmas sale. So I would no. give it like a seven. Yeah, seven is um, about right. But uh, I did like it. Um, sometimes I kind of felt like she lacked some depth, but yeah, I think good. he was. I think he was the better character. Yes, out of the two, he's probably more. He had more of a character. Mm-hmm. He had more personality than she did. Yeah, yeah but seven is perfect. No. Okay, you bring you bring us to the next one. Uh, the next one that we review is Next Stop Christmas. Um, this is the one where Angie is determined to spend Christmas alone, but her unusual commuter ride turns into a Christmas train that drops her off in her hometown in 2011. Um, mm-hmm. This one starred Lindsay Fonseca. Uh, then we had Chandler Massey, Leah Thompson, and Christopher Lloyd. How great was Christopher Lloyd in this movie? Best. I loved him. Of course, it's hard for him not to be great because it's Christopher Lloyd. But, I mean, I just really, the little, you know, he had that little wink and nod type, you know. Um, I also liked that it was a Chris, it was a train. And it mm-hmm. very similarly reminded me of the train that's in Back to the Future that he turns into a time machine. Um, I, I genuinely like this movie. Uh, there really was not much that I did not like about this movie. Um, this one hit all the right notes that Love Struck Twice did not in Fall Harvest. Mm-hmm. She, she had more depth. She was more... Um, she was more drawn... The character was more... Wrote, you know, better. She didn't seem... In, in some, a little bit... Not so flighty, just more. I can't find the word. I'm kind of thinking. So, even though it had this kind of the same premise where she went back in time and she was just, you know, like the same person and she retained all of her future knowledge, I think she just she had a better personality than and then in Love Strikes um, twice. She didn't, she tried to, she kept reminding herself that she had to adjust back to that, you know. Right. Um, time. She didn't like try to perform neurosurgery on anyone, you know, where the other one was all about winning some legal case. Um, I think it was really cute. Um, I like that Leah Thompson was the mother. And I, so here's what I, let me say this. What I didn't like 
was that she's a freaking neurosurgeon, right? It's yeah. extremely hard to be a neurosurgeon. You have to be like the best of the freaking best. And all they did was effing guilt her that she's not home and doesn't have a man. Now, I get it. It's Hallmark, and everybody's going to say we should have work-life balance. She's a neurosurgeon. And you're going to be upset because I get upset. I realize, like, oh, you're missing Christmas and blah, 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 blah. And she had to find out balance, too. And, you know, we see later on um, that she did. But seriously, like, she's in medical school, and it's like, oh, but you're never home. No. Because <laughs> she's in medical school. Well, I mean, you kind of get it in the movie that he comes to New York, and they're both in New York. So, I mean, she doesn't lose. She doesn't quit her job or lose her job or whatever. Right, right. But I mean, like when even when she's on the phone in the beginning, and then when like she's she's back in time, they're all like, "Oh, you're you're never home. It's been so long, you know, like since you've been home." Like, okay, and she's a neurosurgeon. And she's in medical. She's a medical resident. There were damn long hours, like crazy, crazy hours. It, it just to me it was annoying that once again you have like a woman, any woman, like with any job, it's like, oh, you don't have a man. I kind of felt like that took a step back <laughs> in in a few things. I I really I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, we see in the beginning Ben walks in. Ben's her childhood friend, right? Ben's her childhood friend. And she's having a Christmas Eve drink with a co-worker. And he walks in. She finds out that she's been in town for like six months. And then she's really upset. And she's upset that she said no to the sportscaster guy. And that's how she ends up going back, back in time. And how cute was the ticket? Oh, it was super cute. You had, you know, you can't go back until it finishes. Mm-hmm. I got really upset though when it wouldn't wait for him. I know. That's where I think so. She goes through a whole series of things. She thinks that she's supposed to say yes when Tyler proposes to her. And she does confide into Ben that she's from the future and finds a way to convince him that, you know, that it's true. So. um, But it's clear that he's, you know, in love with her and she does fix the parents' relationship, which was really nice because some relationships do just end because the people, you know, drift away and feel like they don't have anything in common anymore. So it was cute the way she, you know, did that with the help of the Marge, um, Marge lady. But I just felt like they kept forgiving Tyler. They didn't approve it, but they kept forgiving Tyler for being so busy because he was a man and, oh, you're a doctor, but you should have more time. I don't know. Maybe because I work in healthcare. It annoyed me. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, when she when she realized she loved him, that was so. And she realized she was a bad sister in a lot of ways. Let's let's you know let's balance it up. Yeah, she was that. a crappy sister. Yeah, she really was. And I kind of so thought he, when she went back, um, she she kept saying that that you know the the Christmas of 2011 was the best Christmas. Me and my sister were close. My mom and dad were together. Blah blah blah. But you know, then she goes back, and then at first she's, like, not realizing that these people are really not happy. Mm-hmm. Like, there's really a lot of unhappiness. Um, right, because she was, she she was selfish, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, she was selfish and self-absorbed. Absolutely not excusing that um, as all, well, but that's different than realizing that 
you know, all the hours and stuff that she has to put in for her, her career and her training. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so when she calls him, he's like, when, the, when he ran to the train, when he was racing to the train, oh, that was like gut wrenching. It was just heart wrenching. It really, it really, really was. And um, she tells she tells him to meet her in what was it, ten years? In ten years at ten p.m. And then immediately when she gets off the train, she has the surgery she has to go into. So she, she tells him to. Angie tells Ben to meet her. You know, in ten years, it's just a place she goes back in time. I was a little confused by this when she gets off the train. She's no longer going to Yonkers. She's going back to the city. So I didn't understand that. But anyway, she goes and does her surgery and blah, blah, blah. And um, she realizes she's late. She has a beautiful dress. She's been planning this for 10 years. In her locker, she throws it on. She runs there. She thinks she's late. He calls her. And he's there, like, waiting with their salads or whatever. So a lot of people on Twitter were confused. right? And I was initially, because I watched it I watched it twice because I kind of dozed off and it wasn't because the movie was dull. It's because it's just, I'm just, just tired. A lot of people were like, well, what has he been doing these 10 years and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And I think everybody was just so caught up and see what that they weren't hearing the dialogue. They were too busy tweeting. He actually, it actually says that they've been together because she says to him, when was the last time? She's confused. And by some, he's like, she's like, well, when was the last time I saw you? He's like, Tuesday, a dinner, you know, with my partner. And he did go into, she had convinced him when she was back in time to, not to take this internship and to still go into family law um, and whatnot. So it's implied that they've been, and she's, as she's eating, she's like, oh, it's all coming back to me now. So her altered reality is catching, is catching up to her. Right. So in those times, they have been um together and he the interesting thing is like well well she remembered it he forgot it that's how i took it i i took that he forgot about the time travel thing yeah because he saw the train go in the tunnel like the time tunnel or whatever you want to call it i call it a time tunnel but um, what do you call a time time tunnel oh yeah so be like overall, similar to like the really TARDIS it. when it goes through. Yeah, the little thingy. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I thought it was so well done. I really enjoyed all the characters. Um, Christopher Lloyd was uh, was the best, and Leah yes, Thompson and Christopher Lloyd still, still didn't have, Leah Thompson and Christopher Lloyd still did not have a scene together. Nope. <laughs> Which cracks me up. They've been in, um, I think, like they said, like 12 TV, 12 things together, and they've never starred with each other. I would give it an eight and a half. I'm going to give it a nine. Yeah, I, uh, I knocked off at half a point because of my earlier rant. <laughs> All right, All right. And that brings us to... Um, a Christmas treasure. And this one was after opening a hundred year old time capsule and meeting a charming chef. Blue questions whether or not she should move to New York after Christmas and further her writing career. Of course, this one starred Jordan Sparks and Michael Xavier. 
Um, I like this one. Not quite as well as um, Bell, Christmas Bell. Um, mm -hmm. This is the one I did my uh, bingo on. I didn't really understand. I think the one thing I didn't really get was why she needed to move to New York to be a writer. I didn't understand that either. Because you can, the benefit of being a writer is you can write from anywhere. Yes, she had this notion that she needed to leave town. I guess her family was well-to-do and whatever. She needed to leave town to be able to like make her own name or find her own creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I liked him. I liked her. Um, that was probably the really, my only, only my major complaint was I didn't really understand why she needed to move to New York. I thought he was cute together. I liked that he didn't make any, like, he didn't shy away from the fact that he was interested in her. And he, and he challenged her on, like, why do you have to do this? Or, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, why do you have to do that? And I thought they had a lot of their banter. Their little flirtiness felt much more genuine than we see a lot of times. Like, you can generally tell that they liked each other as soon as they met, like, that second time. Mm-hmm. Like uh, when they, the first time when they were looking at each other up and down. <laughs> <laughs> when she thought but he I was think, just a waiter. <laughs> right, he was beneath her at that time. And I think it was nice, too, because they generally helped each other figure things out, but not in a pushy type of way. Right. Like, he, she helped him realize that he wasn't observant a lot about, like, things around him. Like, with the brooch for his hand. And, like, um, you know, he was maybe tried to be a little too um, gourmet, you know, or stuff at times. Juliet helped him with that, too. And he kind of helped her realize that moving to New York was, or anywhere, wasn't necessarily what, as much as the, the ledger and whatnot did, needed to um needed to do because it was really in a sense running away from your problems. What would you rate it? Mm. It's a hard one because I really did enjoy it. And we had lots of Christmassy scenes and Christmassy market. You probably got bingo really quickly on this one. I have to rewatch it and do bingo. I did um, do the bingo, and it took me 90 minutes. Remember? It took me a long time. Yes, but I, I do mean, remember. But I mean, I got to find one of those easier cards and do it. That my, my brain is so foggy, and I'm in so much pain, I can't even think straight. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I thought they were very well matched. Um... I liked her family. I'll give it a seven. Yeah, a seven is good because while I really enjoyed the class, I think that the, some of the, the characters could have had more depth. And it wasn't really any plot that we haven't seen before. Mm, no, it wasn't very original. And I'm glad, I'm glad they let her sing. Yes. 
but that wasn't like her major. I like that about it too, because she is a singer. Um, but it wasn't her major, major thing. But it wasn't her major thing. And I kind of tend to seem, feel like when they do have somebody come on and that's their major thing, then they have to, like, they have to be a singer. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they did with uh, Leanne Rimes and uh, um, Lauren Elena in Fall Harvest. You know, they make them a singer. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Oh, so I would give it a seven. Solid. I'll, I'll go with seven, too. And then that brings us to our last one, which is Debbie McCom. How do you say Mac that? Macombre. Macombre. Yeah, Macombre. Miss, Miss Mir- Mrs. Miracle Christmas. Um, and I think you mm-hmm. had the, it was, um, yeah, it's always, I think these have been a series because there's been a Mr. Miracle too. So this is Caroline Ray, um, Caitlin Doubleday, Steve Lund, and Jason, uh, Cermak. And it is Miss Miracle helps out a family who faces loneliness and loss of faith. Mrs. Miracle swoops in to renew their Christmas spirit and they experience a holiday of heavenly proportions. So Laurel and Will are um, trying to have a child, a baby, and taking care of another injured grandma, Nana. Um, they decide to hire a caregiver to help around the holidays. And being it's the last minute, they have trouble finding someone. So in swoops, Mrs. Gloria, Miracle. Mrs. Miracle, Gloria Merkel. Um she, Helen's not interested in having a caregiver. She acts with Gloria's references. And that was a really, I love that scene when she pulls out like the stack of papers. <laughs> you mean her Miss, her Miss Mary, Mary Poppins? Um... Oh, Miss Mary Poppins, Megan, she says all this stuff. And Laurel, um, uh, they give her a tour and whatnot. And at first, Nana doesn't get along with uh, Gloria. And tries to get rid of her by saying Glory is stealing things. And but <laughs> that Laurel was, that was like, she was terrible. I'm looking for a spatula. It was yes. so hysterical. Because it was like something like, yeah, I'm like, look, not even like I'm looking for a band-aid. It's like I'm looking for a spatula. It was so fun. It was a lot funnier than I thought it was gonna be. Yes. Um I really, really which I know you did not really like this movie at all. I like this movie a lot. Um, so had one major problem with it, and it was mm-hmm. towards the end. Okay. So um, I'll let you go first. No, I mean, it was very well acted, and it was very well done. And what I absolutely did love about it is that they, um, I mean, the, the couple ends up adopting, correct? Or, yes. Or, well, fostering. yes, they got to foster. foster. And I think it's so, so, so important. And it's so often overlooked because there's so many children in the system throughout the United States and probably throughout the world who are older. So many kids every year age out of the system because people want to adopt a girl or baby, you know, be it any, whatever ethnicity or background or whatever, they want a baby. When there's so many toddlers and elementary school kids and even middle schoolers out there who you know, we're just dying to have a home. I absolutely love that they focused on that as an option rather than them finding, like, the perfect-looking, cute, blonde, blue-eyed baby. You know? Um, I love that. I just don't think... 
I'll be honest, I just don't think I was in the mood um, for the movie. It's the last one I watched. I've watched it today. Um, and like the last few days, I have just not really been like feeling well. So I felt like I had to watch it more because I had to watch it rather than like I wanted um, to watch it. And I just felt like there was a lot of a lot of different themes going um, on, you know, Nana needing um, help, their issues with their, uh, how it affected their marriage, Laurel being, um, oh, what's the word? Estranged from her father. Like there was so many things going on. Definitely a lot going on. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you, oh. bless you. Um, they did like, have a kid's Christmas recital so that was good yeah it was really cute um, like I said I liked most of it um, I really liked how the grandmother really came out of her shell again mm-hmm. um, she was very sad in the beginning um, the one major problem that I had with it was towards the end and she sets on the porch and tells him that they're going to get separate because she can't possibly see her life ever having a child mm-hmm. um, because of what happened with Jonathan and that was very selfish um, I understood that she was very very hurt but mm-hmm. you can't spend your life um being hurt forever you have to slowly move on um it had been over a year um not that it's saying you could ever get over losing a child that's something you you can't ever get over but to you know it it wasn't like the child died the child was alive um he went back to his mother that's a risk that's unfortunately a, a risk I mean, I think she was super nit when they got that phone call about the baby and, like, she was furious with him. Um, like like you're saying, like, you know, on one level, you know, you get it. But when you go into being a foster, you have to, like, it's one of the risks. You don't know. You can have that child for a day. You could have it for three years. The kid's gone. And it's horrible. Yeah, but, I mean, you can't you know, in essence, give up on your husband that you, obviously, they were, they loved each other very much. Especially since it's not his fault. Yeah, and it's not his fault. And it's like, he wants to move on and get another child, and she's, like, so against it. It's like, you have Mm -hmm. to let it go eventually. Like, you can't can't hold on to it. I mean, a part of you is always going to be upset and sad about it, but you got to move forward. And mm-hmm. I couldn't believe that she was willing to give up the love of her life because she couldn't even think of a possibility or even open her art up to another child. That, yeah. And I think that goes, I think that goes back into what I said. And I know I beat the drum a lot, but like there's a serious, and I, it, I guess it's realistic, a serious lack of communication. I mean, they have to cram a lot into two hours. You know, yeah. with, with these people. And nobody ever thinks, oh, hey, maybe we should go to therapy. Yeah, a lot of times I feel like they do need therapy. And like, I told him, I said, you know, 
if every person that every woman that lost a child never had another child, there would be no rainbow babies. Um, And for another thing, he's not dead. He just went to his, he went to his mother, you Mm -hmm. know, and yes, yes, he was, she was his mother for a period of time, but, you know, at some point you've got to go on. (laughs) I I grew up um, next to a woman who had forced the children. And so I had playmates, you know, that were there, friends that were there one day, and then they were gone. And it is hard. It's very hard. She had, she was, she was, um, I forgot her, she was black. And she had this one child, Orlando, that she wanted to adopt. And he was white. And this is like going back in the 80s. That was like unheard of. You know, well, not probably that unheard of. But she really wanted to adopt him. And then they took him from him because they had a white family that wanted to adopt him. And he was so attached to her because he was with her for years from when he was a baby to her. So he was like four, right? Like when she would randomly, when she would randomly run into him, like he would get up so upset. He'd be like, my mom or my mom. And his adoptive family actually had to move out of the area. Um, so I mean, I, I can understand on some level, you know, how upsetting it is and everything, but at some point you want to say just go to therapy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was good. I might give it another try when I, when I, when I feel better, but I'm generally, I'll be honest, I'm generally not, as much as I like the ones that have like a little bit of a magical or angel or something like that, I've never really been into the Mrs. Miracle ones. So maybe I'm a little biased, but I would give it a solid eight and a half. And Nana was just the best thing ever. She was. Yeah, I love Nana. I even liked Miss Miracle. Oh, she was sweet. Yeah, she was. And then at the end, they show her showing up at the guy's house with the three. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Get all the babies. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I would give it, I would give it a nine and a half. I would give it a ten if it wasn't for the one part. Oh wow, you're really up there. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I even told um, Jason I really enjoyed it. Um, it was one of the the better acted ones, absolutely. And I really liked him too. I really liked the actor who played her husband. Yeah, he um, was very good. He was very yeah. good. What would you rate it? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Mm-hmm. That guy's a pretty good rating. Yeah. Just, I just, like I said, like I said, I don't know if I was in the mind frame to really enjoy a movie with all those themes when I watched it, which was only right before we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I'm like, I'm, I don't know, just not having a healthy couple of days now my doggy's staring at me like will you shut up <laughs> yeah i know which which we are about to because i think that brings us to the end of everything correct we get our reviews, previews or bingo no real news out there hopefully we'll find some good um gossip tomorrow i'm gonna watch um open by christmas and like everybody else i'm super eager to see that one and this this whole weekend's lineup looks um looks pretty good. I think 
something we mentioned last week or the week before with somebody, I think I saw it on Twitter, where somebody was like, you know, they, they start putting the really good ones out later. <laughs> later on, I think, you know, we have had a, uh, a little bit of a, a mixed bag so far, but they have so many. I will say this. One of my pet peeves about Countdown to Christmas, you've given, you gave me a number of how many movies they had. I don't remember that movie. <laughs> how many Christmas movies Walmart had. It was well over 100. Yeah. They just keep showing. They just, so in Countdown to Christmas, they can easily show all these movies. Now, granted, there's probably reasons why they don't show some of them. I, I don't know what, but, you know, why do they keep repeating the same movies over and over? It's driving me nuts. Like, I feel like I'm, you know, there's a few, like, during, they just keep repeating them. Um, uh, some of them, I like it when they repeat. Um, like I've said that my favorite, one of my favorite ones is the most wonderful time of the year. Um, right. I, that's the one I I'm trying to get you watching. I will. I will. I've, I've been watching for that one. But I can see them showing, like, okay, that one. Like, they can show it tonight, and then they show it on Wednesday. They don't need to show it, like, four or five times during the week. Well, you know what I mean? Like that. They've been doing that yeah. with some of them. They keep, like, um, popping up. That's that's my pet peeve. I'm going to have a pet peeve. So, so next week, we'll bring you more. We'll bring you the reviews of the previews from this week. More reviews. So I have a couple of people doing some Hallmark bingo, which would be fun. I'm going to try to do it for more than one movie this week. We'll try to dig up some scandalous stuff um, for you. And... Oh, here's something. It has nothing to do with Hallmark. I wish it was a Hallmark one, but Lindsay Lohan is doing a Christmas movie. Who is? Lindsay Lohan. Is she really? Yeah, on Netflix with Chad Overstreet. I'm so excited. That could be interesting. Yeah, I love her. Okay, so you're going to go tag your Christmas tree tomorrow. I'm going to... I have some personal things, too. Um, Sorry for that snapping. Personal things to attend to tomorrow, which I will tell you off air. You know, it's these things around the podcast land and um, try to recover from these uh, side effects. Yeah. And that's it. I think that's it, right? Yep, that's it. We're good for tonight. Right. So hit us up. I'm going to be putting up some bingo cards on our Instagram at home is where homework is on well Instagram. You can find me on my regular Instagram and my Twitter at, at LizzieP224. And Amber's is Amber Teasley1 on both Instagram and Twitter. Yes. And that is it for episode 11, which is just totally crazy that we're up to 11. Um, and we will, as things settled, oh, we're also going to have a top 10 for you next week to be decided. We're tossing around ideas. So tune in t- again. Tune in, go back and listen to our other podcasts if you have it. And drop us a line. We're having some, I'm having some fun on Instagram. People are starting to interact with us. Whether they listen to us or not, I don't know. But I'm going to say hi to Amber's mommy and daddy, who I do know listen to us. Thank you so much. And that's it. That's I'm Liz, my darling Amber. Hope she gets a gorgeous treat tomorrow. Don't let Jason pick it out. No, I'm kidding. Um, does Kenzie go with you or just you and Jason? She goes with us. And last year uh, we let it, well, I let them pick wait, out the tree and it was the Griswold wait. tree. It didn't even fit in the house. Okay. Wait, do you get cocoa when you do it? Do we? No, we get home. We could come oh. home and get it. Okay. Okay. We have to take a picture of the lot so we can put it up on Instagram because that's like uh, the tree, the, the farm rather. 
That's so horrible. She has to take a picture when you're there. I definitely will. Okay, yeah. So that's it for us on episode 11. I'm Liz, the darling Amber. It's home is where homework is. Be the chair shot radio uh, on thechairshot.com, where all your podcasts are. And as we go into the holiday season, please remember our wonderful chair shot slogan of always use your head. There's going to be a lot going on. Please be responsible as possible and take it easy, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.